I'm Joshua Roberts of BizNews, and with me is banking analyst Koki Koyman. Over the next few weeks, we're going to get a number of South Africa's best fund managers to share their best stock picks for 2022, starting today with banking oracle Koki Koyman, who focuses specifically on the financial services industry. Koki, before we get into your pick and the reasons why, etc., what are your general remarks on the performance of international and local financial services companies in 2021? Did financials as a sector under or overperform relative to the broad indices this year, and why? Yeah, so in in um, in both cases, uh, both South Africa and uh, and overseas financials performed very very well. And I think I haven't checked after this week, but I think have outperformed uh, global indices. Um, in fact, quite strongly, I'd, I'd, I'd guess. Um, and, and the main reason is really uh, twofold. Number one, um, that they had a huge sell-off at the beginning of, of 2020 and the recovery continued. Uh, but the most important thing is really that uh, as economic growth came back, your inflationary pressures came back and the prospect of high interest rates increased. And high interest rates is very good for your financial sector, so they re-rated uh, maybe one other thing that played a role as well, and it's going to be important going forward as well, in that in the early phases, the first two quarters of 2020, or the first, the second and third quarter, the banks and insurers were forced by the new accounting regulations post-2008 to dramatically increase provisions, and they were not allowed to either buy back shares or pay dividends. Okay, that's a generalization. In some cases, they were paying dividends, but at a low level. So they entered to 21 with very high capital levels internationally, South Africa, everywhere. Um, and then as, as the recovery progressed, they were able to um, start using those reserves, which were unnecessary in the end, to start buying back shares and paying dividends. So the, the bank sector globally is still on fairly good high dividend, uh, good dividend yields and they're still being able to buy back shares quite a lot. And I think that led to a lot of the re-rating. Koki, onto your pick. I've limited you to strictly South African banks. So I understand your investment universe isn't too big, but onto your pick and just the high-level reasons why. Yeah. So firstly, I think what we've got to bear in mind that um, it's a hell of a tough choice at the moment. Um, all the banks in South Africa are cheap. Uh, I mean, when, when, when I, for, for preparing for this, I looked again, again at the upsides and it's very difficult. You've got, you've got APSA, NetBank trading at, at low valuations, very low valuations. Um, but due to the uncertainty, uh, that we're currently facing again with, with Omicron, uh, the virus coming through, um, yeah, and, and all kinds of uncertainty in terms of growth. Uh, do we have, do we go into further lockdowns again? Do we, uh, yeah, does the economy contract? Um, then it's always better in a time of uncertainty to be with, with your players that have a proven track, track record of, of just being on the front foot. And, and so those would be in South Africa, first round and Capitec. Uh, my my pick for for in this circumstances is then Capitec, simply for uh, well three four reasons. Number one is it's obviously a brilliant bank, uh, great management, really done well, continuing to grow market share, 
the, the, especially on uh, the digital side, uh, doing very well, um, but also very well capitalized, over-reserved, and fee income has become an increasing part. In fact, it's fee income is now bigger than interest income. Um, and then what I do like about Capitec as well, in the stuff environment, they're still the bank that have still got the most potential to continue taking market share. So you're in an environment where loan growth is, is going to be tougher. Uh, if we go into a, a harsher lockdown later, potentially, then Capitec can still grow market share. It still is only 2% of the bank sector. So, yeah, and valuation is, is, is not cheap, um, but it is justified by the growth potential. Corky, it's generally spoken, even amongst casual conversation, that South Africa's banking system is one of the best in the world. You've traveled all over the world. You understand financial services industries um, across the globe, as well as analyze uh, banks locally and globally. Would you say this is largely true? Yes. I, I'd, yeah, I don't know if it's the red wine we drink or if it's just uh, most emerging markets are tough environments and very volatile, unpredictable currency swings. And we in South Africa have got you know, commodity prices playing a big role. So I think that has made our management a lot more focused on, on generating good return on capital. I think also, despite what a lot of people think, there's significant competition uh, at many levels between the banks and so uh, that makes them that makes them uh, as force them to sharpen their the uh, uh, pencils the whole time. But I think maybe one other thing: um, we made a lot of mistakes in the eighties trying to grow offshore, and, and and the growth was you know trying to buy things in in England, and you know R and B went into Australia, and and learned from those mistakes. And since then, most of the growth offshore has more been in Africa, where we've got an, a, a skills advantage. So the allocation of capital has been very good of South African banks, much better than, than banks offshore who often tend to do stupid acquisitions, stupid growth, uh, or silly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so our bank managements have really done well through all their volatility. First round up, uh, trading update today, Standard Bank last week. We're seeing the bank's top line reverting back to pre-COVID levels. We're also starting to enter a higher interest rate environment. Are these all tailwinds for the financial services industry going into 2022? Yeah, so the results and, and, and the other banks will show the same. Uh, the results show what we were saying during the year, that we will see gre- uh, retail growth is picking up. Corporate growth, not so much yet. Um, because of the uncertainty, but generally uh, better fee income, better activity. There's been huge emphasis globally on cost containment. Um, and and then obviously the reserves we spoke about uh, that they've got excess reserves can, can still release reserves. So, but now obviously with the Omicron um, variant, that's going to make it very tough. If it proves that the vaccination vaccinations that we've got and the high relatively high level of vaccinations compared to last year helps us and we don't go into severe lockdown then i think growth will continue 
especially in that scenario if overseas countries reverse the travel bans again, because that's that's very important for our country. Um, so then you'll see stronger growth. You'll see inflation coming through. Uh, by the way, just today, I think Germany and Spain recorded highest inflation rates since 1992. So, yeah, you can see inflation is coming through. So if this virus isn't as deadly, uh, it's virulent but not deadly, as the previous ones and the vaccination rates help, growth continues, you're going to see further inflation, higher interest rates, then the bank sector will do well. If, however, you know, we first go into a lockdown, then all of that is postponed for, for maybe, who knows, six months, 12 months. But they're still cheap. I mean, APSA, below price to book of one net bank, below price to book of one standard bank, 1.1. So they've sold off on on the fears on, on last week. I can't see, you know, much more downside. So it's a safe option. You, you're going to get optionality with higher interest rates and, and safe. You're going to get a good dividend yield in any case if, if we go into a, a lockdown again.